I'm Tyler. I'm Tyler. And this is the T2 Podcast. Served cool. So, I'm originally from Maine. Um, I grew up there, lived there for the first 18 years of my life. Um, traveled around the country after that. Lived in Florida, California, Arkansas, um, Florida again. And now, settling down in Pennsylvania for a little while. Um, what about you? Where are you originally from? Um, originally from Pennsylvania, Poconos. Um, did that most, you know, up until I was 18, and then I went down to North Carolina when I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, through there, we had gone to Tennessee, did a little bit of time in Tennessee, South Carolina, of course, Arizona, Cali, and then Afghanistan. So, uh, while we're on that, where, uh, where are those places did you prefer, like, in a, in a general sense? Do you like the East Coast, West Coast better, South, North? I, I did like North Carolina. Okay. And I, I do actually miss North Carolina. I do miss it. How about you? Did you? Not going to lie. When I, when I would travel to Florida from Maine, the Carolinas were my two least favorite states to drive through because it was just flat nothingness. But I've never really visited, so okay. I, I can't have a real opinion there. Um, for me, I really like the West Coast. Um, California was amazing as far as weather. Um, the people were all kind of terrible. Okay. But if you get past that, <laughs> the weather was amazing. Um, you didn't have seasons, which I was okay with. I don't miss the snow when it's not here. Um, so, like I said, I went down to Florida to go to school. Um, I graduated in 2005 with a film degree. Um, really not the greatest thing to go to school for. If anybody out there is listening that wants to go to school for film... There are much better options. Um, what did you actually go to school for? So originally I'd go to school to be a uh, diesel technician. For where was where was that going to be? Was there a reason for that? That it was just love of cars, and okay. I actually went diesel because when I signed up to do the auto auto tech at Votech, it was full, and the advisor was like, "Hey, diesel's open," so I was like. Kind of the same thing. Uh, yeah, I and, guess. And went that, and then did it. You know, did it in the Marine Corps, more schooling and training there. And then I was like, I don't want to do this forty hours a week anymore. <laughs> so, and, and you know, then eventually, I, a couple years later, decided to go to school for computers. And that's okay. kind of where I'm stuck. Stuck. So you're not a not a fan of it, or? Oh no, no. no. Like I mean, like stuck. Like it, I. Oh, that's I'm right. Stuck. Okay, that's right. I stayed yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Go over a couple of jobs here that I've I've held in my in my past thirty four years. Um, when I was a teenager, I worked on a lobster boat. I say I worked on a lobster boat. My parents disagree. Um, they say I slept on a lobster boat. <laughs> there might be some photos of that laying around where I'm sleeping on the boat and they're working. But I was a kid. It was like four o'clock in the morning when we go out, so it was rough. That's break time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Worked in film for a little while. Um, I did a couple of things out in California. I worked for uh, TV One, which is kind of like BET for satellite. Okay. Um, did everything from setting up the sets to light control to sound to getting people coffee. If you know how to make coffee in Hollywood, you can get yourself a job. As I was saying earlier, the college didn't help out with that because nobody cared. When I went out to California, I put in 460 resumes to every small, large, every production company I could find, and literally none of them cared that I went to college. They all just wanted experience. Um, as soon as I finally got one person to give me a chance, jobs started coming in. 
the most prolific thing I did in that career would be uh, I worked on The Ghost Whisperer with Jennifer Love Hewitt. I set up some of the uh, some of the sets for for that show. There was a writer's strike not long after, and all those jobs went downhill. And California's expensive, so now I'm out over here. Okay, would it be would it be something you'd ever go back to? Possibly. I've thought about it, um, just because we're close to New York, but it wasn't as enjoyable as I expected it to be. When you when you're a kid and you're getting ready to go to film school, you're thinking. I'm going to be a director. I'm going to write a script and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to shoot something that's going to change people's lives. When in reality, that's not going to happen. Like you're going to have to spend time getting to that point um, unless you go the indie route, which still, if, if it were something indie, yes, I would be down to do something like that. I have a couple of friends who've been talking about shooting just random videos and, and random like short movies. Okay. And uh, I agreed to help them out and do stuff with them because that would be enjoyable because you have creative control. But once you give that away to somebody else, you kind of lose all interest in it. And then worked in retail because everybody works in retail. And now I am technically IT support. Not so sure how I feel about it, but it pays the bills. So you're currently IT support as well, right? Yeah, currently doing um, the software support, IT support, um, more focused you know third party like their own proprietary software right so i'm finding as i'm looking for other jobs it's not really going to carry right it's so focused so that's one of the issues i'm running into and um it kind of the same thing like you in the computer security field nobody really cares that you have the degree they see it's just a piece of paper you got to have the certificates right so i gotta study i, I need you know, I need my networking, my A plus, and then my security plus, and then we should be good to go. Okay. I just have to study and get three hundred dollars to take the test. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Everything costs money. Yeah, it does. Excessive amounts of money. So yeah, so after college, well, not after college, before college, right after high school, three days after graduating, went to the Marine Corps. Was there a uh, reason that was so quick? Uh, well, I, I signed up a year prior, and okay. I told them. I want to go as soon as possible. There is some reasoning behind this. My okay. venture into the Marine Corps, that might be down the road. We get into that kind of okay. It's a little okay. deep. <laughs> <laughs> so we might get onto that, but eventually, you know, I, I did four years in the Marine Corps, decided I'm good, I'm out, did it, it was fun sometimes. Can imagine it wouldn't always be an enjoyable experience. Yeah. yeah. If we ever do. Of guests, you know, if we have people come on, uh, one yeah. of the ones I have, we'll have Spot come up because we're in together, right. and we'll tell you about the all stories the, and the stories and right. the. Uh, uh, I'd be into that. <laughs> the games, but yeah, and then I did the railroad. Um, did the railroad for five years. I was a conductor on the railroad. That was good, great paying job, great benefits, but the schedule was terrible, and I still get a lot of crap from my family. For leaving the railroad? For leaving the railroad. Hmm. To this day, it's been almost four years now I've been out of the railroad, and I still hear about it. Wow. Yeah. What did that entail, working? Like, what, what does a conductor actually do? Because when I think of a train, I think of, there's a train on tracks, you don't turn, you don't slow down, speed, like, what, what does a conductor actually do? So, a, I can only speak for a freight conductor. I'm not too sure the passenger. Um, but freight um, just 
without making it too in-depth. Right. Uh, we'd start up, I'd get the paperwork together. Uh, one of the biggest things is federal regulations. So hazardous material has to be properly spaced. Can't have anything near it that's going to puncture it or anything that's like mechanical. Can't be next to anything flammable because it'll catch on fire if there's a leak. So you, you were in charge of deciding how the train was set up? Like, Not how it was set up, but making sure it was set up properly. Because okay. the yard okay. master, the guy from the tower, he would his whole job was to make sure that the proper trains got set up and that things were spaced and um, certain cars were going where they needed to go. Okay. My job was just to kind of double check. So as we would double check it, then it was also bulletins, which would be uh, speed limits if we had to drop speed in certain areas for tracks, if there was work going on in the tracks. Okay. I'd, that was my charge. Make note of them. Let the engineer know, hey, man, at this milepost, we have to stop, you know, call somebody. Um, and then I would also put the train together. You have, like, your local trains, which are usually shorter, and they go to, like, the industries, kind of close proximity to okay. the yard, the main yard. Yep. And then you have your road trains, which are going to go from one city to another. Like, my main run towards the end was Allentown to Harrisburg. That was my okay. main run. doesn't seem like a long trip, but there were days where we wouldn't even make it. 12 well, hours was our max, and yeah, we wouldn't make it. That's <laughs> you can drive it in two hours. <laughs> yeah, how how do you not make that? Is it is it just construction or other things going on in the stations that just would prevent you from getting in there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the biggest issue was Harrisburg is because it's the way it's set up. You have Pittsburgh, Hagerstown, all kind of coming in, and you have Amtrak. Okay. And you have so many trains coming in and out. Of that, just that little area that it would just get bogged up. And Makes sense. If something happened at derailment or something like the day prior, you weren't making it the next day because they were still trying to get caught up. I can, uh, I can believe that. I, I spent a good fifteen hours on a train from uh, New York to Boston because the wiring burnt down, and uh, our train was broken down. I ended up going to sleep because I took an overnight Amtrak. I went to bed. I woke up and it was it was like eight hours later and I looked out the window and it was the same view that I saw when I went to sleep and I was like wow something's not right <laughs> they actually had to uh, they had to change shifts so we didn't have a conductor or anybody on the train for like two hours or we waiting for another shift to come in because they had hit so much overtime they weren't allowed to stay on the train anymore mm-hmm. and they had to take them off the train so it makes sense now I think about it that you yeah. couldn't actually get from point A to point B. It's not like a car where you can just go around the construction. Yeah, it was like once you get into it, you really realize, you know, I did freight and then you have what we call the TV trains. What we call on the road TV trains is um, it's the ones you see on TV with the containers and the tractor trailers. Okay. They're usually really long and they're priority. They usually have mail um, or the tractor trailers. It's usually a higher priority than just freight, just wood and sand. Okay. That kind of thing, uh, especially mail trains. Mail trains are a huge priority. But the schedule, I guess we can go back to, I guess, why that was the biggest reason for leaving. There were days where I'd be home. I'd get home at like 5 in the morning or 3 or 4 in the morning, yep. snap for a little bit, get back up because I had to go back to bed at 4 in the afternoon to go back out. That was my day off. Okay. Yeah. On that train. All right. Sometimes we'd make it back within um, like 36, 24, 36 hours. 
Okay. It's like 24 was the best. If you made it back within that 24 or 30 hour mark, you were great because I'd leave at four in the morning. I was getting back home around that time. The right. next day, like a full trip, and I'd have more time to you know, actually have free time hours to just relax. But that was my schedule, okay. nonstop. So uh, that uh, I know how you feel there as well. Uh, I worked on the paper mill, and that was a rotating shift, and that was. If your relief came in, you could go home. And if your relief did not come in, you were stuck there for a 12 or a 16 hour day. More likely than not, you were working a 12 hour day. And we didn't have the employees that we needed to actually get days off. So we were working seven days a week. And every week it would switch from working a morning shift from seven to three. You'd come in the next week. You'd Sunday you'd work seven to three and then Monday you'd have to work three to 11 and then you would work that whole week three to 11 and then the next shift you would come in and you would work um 11 to 7 11 p.m to 7 a.m and that it was just constantly over and over and over and i was making a lot of money because i was getting overtime all the time and the pay was good but there was never any time to do anything or spend that money so it's not that i i just want to make money to spend it but i don't want to only be saving money because i have absolutely no time to do anything yeah. So I kind of, I, I get what you're saying with not having that time for yourself to do things that you want to do to make you feel like you're actually living a life and not just stuck in this routine over and over and over again. Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest things to like try to explain to people. Like mm-hmm. I just you know, mentioned the family still gets on me to this day about it because they were just like, oh, it's such a great job. They right. just saw railroad money. They and benefits. Yeah. Forgot. Hey, you didn't come. You didn't make it to Christmas, or you didn't make it to Thanksgiving. Right. You, you missed your birthday. You can't come to the barbecue. Yep. They forgot about that. Yep. I mean, you even still see some of that in um, in retail jobs. I mean, everybody's worked them. You never see your family for holidays. You never get Christmas off. You can never Black Friday that whole month. You're you're done. Like there's nothing you can do. You put in a work request off, and you, you're not getting it. You're just gonna be stuck at work. So, I mean, it's, it's in all jobs, but having that all the time throughout the entire year, it, it's a killer. Oh my gosh, yeah. It, it, it takes a toll. And like you said too, you get looking at like your personal life and that goes down the drain. Friends stop calling because you can I called you 20 anything. times and you haven't been able to come out 20 times. You're not going exactly. to come out the 21st time. Yep. You're calling them. Hey man, you guys doing anything, you know? Yeah. No, it's four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> but I just got home. Oh, you want to drink some beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we actually, uh, the bar that was next to the paper mill opened at 7 a.m. And people would leave work and go to the bar at 7 a.m. And I actually would post things on, on social media where I'd get home and I had, I had either a bottle of whiskey or a box of wine set up right inside my door. <laughs> so I'd walk in and I'd pour myself a glass of wine or a bottle, uh, a glass of whiskey, and it's seven o'clock in the morning, and people are like, "Are you an alcoholic?" No, it's nighttime for me. I yeah. I just got off of work. I'm gonna be up for another four or five hours, and I'm going to bed. I mean, it did turn into a problem, but uh, you know, that's that's for another time. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense to me. Uh, it's it, you can't you can't live like that. Yeah. Do you have any other other jobs? Uh, just when I was a kid, I did, you know, the typical, I was skiing is real big and I did, so camelback. 
And yeah. I did snow tubing. I was a snow tubing park attendant. Okay. Never skied, never snowboarded, and I had season passes because I worked there. Okay. Do you uh, do you do either of those now? No. Nope, still don't. Did you ever learn how or just no interest? Just, yeah. Oh. I just never had interest to just strap my feet to a board and be like, okay, I'm going on this mountain. You know, to me, I I can see why people do it because yeah. it's like I would love to. I love See, adrenaline motorcycles. Rush. Yeah. yeah. And some people are like, I'm not going to strap an engine between my legs. and Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the opposite side of that. I've never, uh, I've never ridden a motorcycle, but I have gone snowboarding and barreled down the mountain as fast <laughs> as I could. And, you know, I, it was a lot of fun. I'm going to be honest. So I am, uh, I'm kind of a wimp with some things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, we're blowing this out here. Right? You're going to get to know me. <laughs> Um, some things I am kind of a wimp about, one of them being heights. Okay, yeah. And then, like, I, I felt like I have no control, so it's usually in a mountain, which is high. Right. And I'm looking down this mountain, and I just, I was like, man, if I go down. Yeah, I'm just going to roll down this mountain. Yeah, I'm losing. my am breaking bones, and I was just like, man, I'm good. <laughs> not to mention the uh, the chairlift to get to the top. So I, I just went on a vacation not that long ago with my family. And uh, my little nephew and, and my sister-in-law are both scared of heights. And we went to a, a little resort at a ski mountain in the summertime. But they had a restaurant at the top of the mountain. You could take the chairlift up. So when it's winter time, there's a good, you know, 5 to 15 feet of snow underneath you. So it doesn't look like you're that high off the ground in a chairlift. But we took these things up. And even I was sitting there <laughs> gripping the bar like, how did I do this? And I'm not, I'm not that afraid of heights. If I'm on the side of the Empire State Building, yeah, I'm going to get a little bit of the you know, heebie-jeebies. But uh, I'm sitting there, and we get off, and my little nephew is shaking, and my sister-in-law is like, we're going to walk down this mountain. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if, you're, if you're not a fan of heights, I can see why, why that would uh, be a thing. Um, I got into it solely because, well, when I was in high school, um, I wasn't the happiest of campers, and... Uh, I really just didn't have a care. I just strapped this board to my feet and I'm going to go down the mountain. <laughs> if something happens, something happens. And uh, I had multiple study halls every Wednesday. And my best friend um, back in high school, he loved snowboarding. So my mom would write me a note every single week. Son is sick today. He's not coming to school. And we'd go snowboarding. And it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. We, there were days when we were the only two people on the mountain. It'd be raining. Like, they'd do that checks in your boards you guys are here again <laughs> yeah he's like don't you know it's raining yeah we're yeah, still going we're man still we're the only people on this chairlift so we don't gotta <laughs> wait for anything but there was there's times when you know I, I would be going down the mountain and you you hit one of the jumps and you look down and you can see the chairlift below you and you're like wow this is gonna hurt if i don't land right and uh it happened a couple of times. My friend, uh, he actually, we were going down and we went over. It wasn't even a jump. It was just a hill, like going down the mountain. And he hit that and he looked down and there's this lady beneath him skiing and she's doing the pizza wedge. So she's just crawling down the mountain and he's in the air looking down at her, like trying to flap his arms to stay, to kind of keep back from landing on top of her. And he straightened his legs out right at the end. And when he hit, he completely obliterated his AC. Or, Oof. Is a yes yeah, ACL is what that is right? I think yeah, that's up your, here. Yeah, yeah, your ACL, and he he was bedridden for months. 
that's when I stopped because that happened to him. I had a crash not that far behind him. I went over, I hit a jump. It was icy, it was raining. All the snow had turned to ice. I flew over the landing pad. I landed on a rail. My board flipped out from underneath me and I landed on my tailbone that I couldn't sit for weeks. It was one of the most painful things I've ever had. <laughs> and then he, he blew up his ACL and I was like, all right, I, I guess this is kind of, I'm kind of done now. And when I look back on it now, it's, I think, well, how did I do that? Like, how did I get on that board and go down that mountain? <laughs> is it? No fear. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't know if I could do that again. That's uh, that's a little much. Yeah. I think that's what I look at now. It's just, because now, you know, I'm getting older, I have a job, I got bills, yeah. I can't be. It hurts to get up out of bed in the morning. <laughs> like, man, my back hurts. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Yeah, my knees are already shut. Yeah. Well, the, the extreme sports and stuff I can't do anymore. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of, of jobs here, um, what uh, when you were a kid, what did you want to do? What what when you were when you were young? Oh, what man. was your top priority? What were you shooting for? When I was a kid, it was actually um, cars. I yeah. wanted to be like working for Chip Foods, building hot rods. Okay. That's what I wanted. That was for me. That was the ultimate. That was the pinnacle, the pinnacle of, of life. life. Yeah. Was building cars from nothing to greatness and just doing that every day. And I think as I got older, I realized I liked it more as a hobby, right? Than doing it every day. You don't want to turn turn something you love into into your job and make it a job. Yeah, that's that makes that, sense. With the diesel mechanic, and then you know, it was I'm doing this. I won't even want to work on my own car then. I'd get yeah. home and I'd be like. Oh, I got to change the oil. I'm like, how much does it cost to change the oil? Like, 80 bucks? I'm, I'll pay you 80 bucks. I'll, I'll take it down in Jiffy Lube. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, but how were you, man, when you were a kid? What did you want to do? Uh, when I was a kid, I always I always dreamed of being a, a goalie for the Boston Bruins. I wanted to play hockey. Okay. Um, I never actually played hockey. Never played in high school. I played pond hockey with my brother. I played street hockey. Uh, my brother's seven years older than me, and him and his friends, we'd go out and we'd play pond hockey, and we used real st- or real pucks, so, you know, nice hard rubber, and uh, we'd set up little goals, and I would sit in goal, no pads, no nothing, and they would just wail the puck at me, and I'd just flip out a leg and block <laughs> it, and come home with these giant welts on me, but um, never, never actually played. Um, when I was in high school, it was maybe like three days after they had their the tryouts. And uh, I went to my mom and, and she was like, oh, I talked to your stepdad and we've decided, you know, we'll get you the pads and if you want to try out for hockey. And I was like, well, I was like a week too late. And uh, so I never, I never actually tried out, which I mean, I probably could have saved my own money and bought my own pads and, you know, gone for it. But what are the chances, you know? As a kid, it's what I wanted to do, and then I grew up and realized probably wouldn't have ever happened. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. I, I still like playing on on the street and, and on the ponds and stuff. Good old hockey. I didn't really get into the hockey. Um, I was always just more football. Okay. Um, I was too skinny for football when I was in high school. I was only like a buck twenty five, and I was just got yeah. destroyed. Could have been a could have been a nice running back. Just snip, snuck bleed, blow yeah, people and yeah. ran off. Got leveled by a one eighty safety. Just a little bit. well, you know, you, you make a good couple plays, <laughs> and then retire for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually was never into football until a couple of years ago when I started playing fantasy. 
um, and started betting on it. Found out when you put money on things, they become a lot more interesting. I don't, I don't condone going and spending all your money on betting. Um, no, I actually, I don't, I, I don't really gamble. I, yeah, I don't blame you. We, I've, I used to work at the casino, Mount Airy there. Okay. Um, did that actually straight out of the Marine Corps? That's one of the jobs I mentioned. I was a security guard there for like a month. Okay. And then I went to the railroad, and I just, I. Even with anything, I don't really gamble. I just yeah, just doesn't doesn't do it for you. Yeah, I I, I can see why it can get addicting. Yeah, especially when you win, because I know Counter Strike with the skins. I got a little bit yeah. deeper into that, maybe five hundred dollars into that at one point. Well, that's kind of a form of gambling. It is. Yeah. And after that, I realized I was lucky, made all my money back in knives, and was able to sell it, and then okay, that's it. Was why'd you sell your knives? It's, it's money. It's, it's real money. It's a game item that I could sell yeah. for real money and buy games. Yep. So that's what I did. Yeah. No, I've 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 never had a uh, an issue with gambling, but I've I when I play when I play like FanDuel or or DraftKings or any of these things, it's twenty five cent games. I'm not putting in all this money into it. And if I win something, I win something. Um, there was the first year I was playing, I got really deep into it, studying it and everything, and. Uh, Actually, ended up winning five hundred dollars, so that was that was nice. But other than that, I, I've gone to the casino a handful of times, and I'll take a twenty dollar bill in and throw it in the penny machine, the, the quarter machine. My roommate, my old roommate, was a lot like you, though he hates gambling. We went on a road trip, and we actually went to Las Vegas, and he has the worst luck in the world. Everything, everything we do, uh, we play a lot of board games and stuff together, and he rolls once when he needs to roll, <laughs> he gets once. He, he worst luck out of anybody I know. So we go to Vegas and uh, we went into, I don't even know what, what casino it was, but you're in Vegas. So, you know, we're going in and we're going to spend 20 bucks. And we go in and he puts in his quarter and he pulls a slot machine. And I'm sitting there. I was like, what's going on on your machine? And he's like, I don't know. What does this mean? And I looked over and it's just counting up. He won $700 on his first pull. Paid for our whole road trip, like for him. Like I was like, wow, I think it's time to leave. We're going to leave right now while we're up. And uh, we did, but uh, one time that he had good luck. But... <laughs> oh, man. So what about um, like music? What kind of music are you into? Uh, a little bit of everything. Um, music really goes with my mood. Um, I listen to a lot of music at work, and I'm pretty sure... Whoever's working with me knows what kind of mood I'm in by what's playing on at my station. Okay. Um, mainly, it's it's usually going to be some sort of hip hop or indie or folk music. So it's really all over the place. Probably easier to say what I'm not into. Don't really like any of the like the K-pop type stuff. Not a fan of country, but I do like folk music. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. I guess it's. I don't want to hear about people singing about their tractors and drinking their beer, but if it's that same style of music with, I guess, more meaningful lyrics, I guess you could put it, then then it, it, it comes in. But again, it, it all depends on my mood. So. I gotcha. I, like the country, not to, to, to grow up too far from your, but I feel like the newer country isn't really country. No, no. It's a lot more, I think everything's kind of blending into like this pop style. It's, it's more of, yeah. they have to have, you know, the, the happy, upbeat 
rhythms and beats and and it's yeah no it seems like a lot of the music's kind of blending into to one thing i mean you can say the same thing with with rap and or what they call rap and hip-hop nowadays it, it's still the same you got this mumble rap where you don't know what they're saying and i'm not gonna lie i listen to some of it because yeah. some of it's got good beats and i just want to listen to you know random nonsense as i'm driving down the road <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's it's not something that i would it's more of a guilty pleasure it's not something i'd be like oh, i love this type of music come on you know? yeah i i'm kind of the same way with the newer rap i find myself just listening to it just as more of a background noise yeah yeah. Where the older stuff, you had substance there. Yeah. There was you could hear the there lyrics. was there was stories. There was poetry in the music. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't just. It was yeah. <laughs> right there. Tag that. That's gonna Tag. be a new number one. <laughs> Remix. <laughs> yeah. What about uh? How about you? Your music tastes are they eclectic? Or is it are you kind of more in onto one? It's, I'm kind of all over with music, except the country. I, I don't really listen to it at all. Maybe yeah. one or two songs. Yeah. Out of all, 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 Out of country. all country ever made <laughs> two songs. Um, yeah, I just never really got into it. Um, I definitely, I say more rock. Okay. Um, now it's more heavy metal. I find myself listening to more heavy metal now than I did when I was a kid. Do you, do you feel like, the music that you like depends on where you first heard it or how you got introduced to it because there's a lot of stuff that I've listened to that just even heavy metal or, or um, hardcore music I, I was never really into until I moved in with one of my roommates and we started going to shows and stuff together and he really got me into that and before I just thought it was people screaming into a microphone and then just those experiences that I had with him kind of gave me a warm feeling inside when I listened to it. So even now, it, it still kind of brings back those memories. Is, is that kind of the same? Yeah, I guess there's some songs that you kind of have, like you connect with something. Right. Like better emotionally or something's going on at yeah. that point in time. And there's even songs I'll listen to and I get the chills Okay. listening to it. And I'd say when I was a kid, I used to listen to Corn. Okay. Corn yeah. was one of my main bands when I was a kid. You know, they were huge though back then though as well. Yeah. Not as much as they are now. Was that their uh, their first album? Uh, started off with Blind, I think. Blind. The the biggest was Got the Life. It was like I think yeah, that was their yeah. second. That was the... um the first album, the one with Blind on it. When I was a kid, I was in elementary school. I found in my brother's room. I was like, what's this? And uh, I used to walk to school. I walked like two miles to school and uh, I had a, a boom box and I put it in there and I just walked to school, this giant boom box on my arm, <laughs> listening to corn, <laughs> walking down the road. Well, my sister, when she when we were, well, she's two years younger than me, she was big slipknot. Okay. And we'd come home and it was cranked, max. And I had nothing against slipknot. I, you know, I listened to slipknot. Um, not as much as I probably used to. Mm -hmm. And I guess that kind of comes back to around too. Like as I got older, I found myself listening to stuff that I felt more meaningful, more connection with. Right. Yeah. Where back when I was a kid, I was just kind of listening to it because it was popular. I like right. music, but these are the popular songs, the popular bands. Yeah. And now it's, I, I find myself just playing a playlist and finding new bands. 
right. just from that. Like, so do you use uh, do you use like a streaming service or something and kind of play radio of said band and then then pull stuff out of there? Yeah, like so, like Spotify. Okay. I, I listen to you know, Spotify, and I'll just do just a rock playlist. Okay. Not all the time because sometimes it's just kind of the same stuff. But like maybe yeah. in a month, I haven't put it on. Let's yeah. see if anything new came out. I do that with uh, I use YouTube Music, and it, I don't know, I don't know if they changed something. It used to be just new stuff all the time. I'd put on you know my favorite mix, and it would be random songs, just new stuff coming in and. It was always a good mix, and now I feel like every day I go to work, I hit you know my playlist, and it's the same you know twenty songs over and over. So I, I see myself more going to the different artists, and I listen to stuff like Childish Gambino. Okay, we're gonna listen to stuff like Under Oath. Okay, we're gonna and then picking the band, and it kind of spreads it out more. I don't know if it's their algorithms trying to really pin you down and not let you discover new music or or what, but. That's what I like with, with Spotify, because you get those playlists and they kind of refresh them. I've noticed about once a week, they start kind of adding new stuff Different to things, them. Yeah. Definitely once a month. That's what I try to hit them. Right. Actually, like Ginger, it was one of my like favorite bands at the moment. Yeah. Just every day, Ginger, 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 Ginger. They have an album come out Friday. You're not going to wear yourself out there? No. Right. I, I thought I was just going to play them out. Yeah. And literally, I get in the car, Ginger, go to work. I'm on lunch break, ginger. Sometimes, you know, it gets into like the Rammstein or I'll hit shuffle and kind of go through my playlist. Right. But though, I found actually through Rammstein, I was just watching, um, Rammstein has their European tour going on at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I was just going through there and I saw this reaction video for Ginger Pisces and it kept popping up. If it keeps popping up, I'm going to go yeah, down that eventually click hole. on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I clicked on it and it was just like, holy Except yeah. these guys are, well, the girl, the lead singer, female lead singer, but this group is amazing. Yeah. And I started going through, did Spotify, their top, you know, whatever songs. YouTube, I, I've noticed I'll do sometimes. Yeah. I'll just throw the band's name up and hit the top. Whatever watch. songs on the top, yeah. Yeah. And then I just found myself, you know, going to New York, seeing them live because it was like, yeah, yeah. I just, I can't get enough. <laughs> I mean, Hopefully it doesn't wear out on you. I, uh, for some reason, really loved Post Malone for his first two albums. Okay. I was really, really big into him. And now whenever he comes on my radio, I, I just, next song. Just because I've listened to it so many times. <laughs> it just starts playing and it's just, yep, I know exactly what this song is. I'm next song. I, I don't dislike him now, but it it's definitely worn, worn on me. Okay. Um, the music videos, I, I do, I find myself enjoying bands more if they have good music videos okay. something like a not just you know them playing on stage like i've i've seen bands where i'm like eh, this is okay and then i'll turn on the music video and be like wow this is awesome like and it kind of brings it all together for me do you think that has to do with back in the day because we're within that age group of Waking up with MTV and the music videos, or coming home from school and MTV at the music videos. Probably because I used to watch, um, what was it, Total Request Live, Total Request with, Live. with Carson Daly, yes. like constantly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sure that some some of that nostalgia from from just watching that all the time came back. I I'm glad people still make music videos to post on YouTube. 
because there's no there's no where you can go on TV to actually watch music videos. Um, so I'm glad that people still do it and still put in lots of time and effort for things that I mean I'm sure they make some money off of their YouTube channels, but really I think they're just doing it because that's the vision they have for the song and it's what they want people to see. So yeah, another form of the art just yeah. to help explain it. Yep. So we've pretty much been talking about hobbies here with music. What else? What else are you into? What else? Uh, what do you do when you come home from work? How do you unwind? What do you like to do? Video games. Right. It's just, oh man, I know it probably comes from when I was a kid. It was like more like an outlet. Yep. I could kind of hide in it from what was going on around. Outside, It was yeah. my way to just kind of do get you, out of it. Do you still feel like that has something to do with it? Uh, I think it does, I guess, with some things, it is kind of like my, as Dom Toretto would say, live a quarter mile when I'm within that car, those 10 seconds, I'm free, like that kind of thing. Right. It's kind of like, this is my world. I'm just chilling, relaxing, forgetting about everything else, the bull crap that happened yeah. during the day. Now, I ask because uh, I, I recently had a conversation with my girlfriend um, about what, what I do to help me feel better um, to deal with things that stress me out and I, I don't think she's understands a hundred percent what when I say I play video games just because it takes me out of that day when I jump into a game I'm in the game I'm not myself anymore I'm whatever character I'm playing whether it's a first-person shooter and I'm the person that's in the war or I'm playing an RPG and I'm you know an elf you know running around doing whatever I'm doing it takes me out of out of my real life and I don't have to deal with all the stresses and things that are going on. I don't have to worry about, I got to pay rent next month. I got to buy food tomorrow. Like <laughs> I'm playing this video game. I'm eating, I'm eating in this video game. I'm good. Like, so yeah, I'm just curious if it's kind of a thing that's for everybody. Yeah. I, one, I know this is going to be kind of controversial and it might even lead into a whole nother episode <laughs> in its own right. All right. So just quickly, I attribute it to like when people read a book. Yeah. They're reading it because that's their hobby and it kind of, they're in their own little world. Right. I'm in my world over here. So when I was uh, kind of going off of that, when I was a kid, I've been playing video games since I was, you know, regular Nintendo. Um, I got a, uh, a Packard Bell computer, played random games on there. And my mom would always stop playing video games, do something, <laughs> stop playing video games. And I finally came out and, and said, you know, what is the difference between me playing a video game and you watching your soap operas? Mm -hmm. You're spending all this time sitting on the tele sitting on the couch watching television because it takes you out of this, you know, what, what you have going on where I'm doing the same thing, but I'm controlling what's going on in there. Right. I, I same thing with, like you said, reading, I feel like. And it, because my argument would be not to get too into it. Cause I'm sure we could make a whole series on this, but yeah. like you're not sitting there reading about astrophysics. Or Einstein's relativity theory. Right. You know, you're either reading like Fifty Shades of Grey. Which Lord is, of the Rings. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fantasy where the video games, fantasy, there's storytelling. Exactly. We, there's some of them even let you change the course of how it ends yep. by how you play. I mean, sure, so, you have the mindless shooters. I oh, yeah. The mindless shooters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes that's what you want. You just want to come home and hop on and just play something mindless. I mean... There's, there's been games that I've played that have better stories than most books I've read and most movies I've seen. And then there's stuff where there's a game Beat Hazard 
where you literally you, you fly a little spaceship. It's kind of like asteroids, like the old 1980s asteroids. Okay. You fly the spaceship. It's very brightly colored, and I'm sure if you were seizure-prone, it would be very <laughs> bad for you. A um, yours. Yes, <laughs> but you, you put in your own music. So any music that you have, it changes the enemies that come at you, and it changes, so it, it plays with the beat. Great game. You're not doing anything. So you're listening to music, and you're, you're spinning around your little spaceship, and you're shooting other <laughs> spaceships. And I mean, I still get just as much enjoyment out of that as I get, you know, playing the next giant, you know, RPG or AAA title or, you know, Call of Duty. And like what you said to it, where your mom, my mom always had said to me, you're not going to get anywhere in life playing video games. And I wish I would not have listened. Right. Because kids nowadays, well, I can't even say kids, some of them our age, making millions of dollars. Exactly. That's where I want to be. We want to be. Yep. It was taken off. If you were just stuck with it, I feel the same way. I, I played a whole lot of Counter Strike back in 1.6, 1.5, back in, you know, before they had Source come out. And I was pretty good. Um, I played on, on a team with some guys that, that played professionally. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just playing for fun. And I, I wish I stuck with that. And But at the same rate, same thing you said about cars, you know, turning it into a job. When I have to play, if I. If I'm playing a video game and I feel like I have to play that game constantly, I can't do it. Like, I know you play League of Legends. Um, I used to play Dota. And Dota's a game, same thing with League. I feel like if I take a break from that game, I'm not going to be good at it anymore. And I have to constantly play it. So it turns into a job for me and I just don't want to do it anymore. I know you mentioned streaming. If if you could stream and, and get your YouTube channel, you know going you would enjoy doing that as a job i feel like that's different i feel like if you're streaming and you're playing the games that you want to play it's a completely different ballpark than you have to play counter-strike constantly and be good at this game forever i mean if that's the game you want to play great yeah i agree with but, that because i i look at it too like you look at basketball players football players hockey that's most of the time their main sport sometimes i know like MotoGP riders, for instance, will ride bicycles Okay. Um, in the off-season just to kind of keep the balance and endurance. You know? Yeah, yeah. But most of the time, they're just practicing their craft. Mm-hmm. And like you said, highly competitive esports, they're just hammering at that game. Yeah. And I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, live in one of the, uh, one of the team houses and, you know, morning to night, just playing that same game over and over. Yeah, as... I've, as I said, I just feel like that would uh, it would wear it wear wear me thin. Yeah, and as much as I've played Counter Strike and still play Counter Strike, mm-hmm. there's still days where I just don't want to play it or I play something else. Right. I there's been times I'm I'm done. I'm retired. I'm done. You know, yeah, I'm, I've I've heard that a couple of times from you. Yeah, and I'll stop for months. I've stopped for months already. Yeah, and then just hop you back. You can't in. do that if you're a pro. Yeah, no, it's that'd be the end of your career, and you'd. You'd be working in retail yeah, at that point. Yeah, back in retail. <laughs> but uh, going back to, I guess, the, the original question there, I think it is an outlet. I think it, it's still an outlet. Yeah. Um, I know the World Health Organization has said stuff about a gaming disorder. I do feel there's some substance to that where if you're not taking care of yourself... Right. You're... If you're, you're one of these... I know it's... 
it's usually in Korea that you hear about it. People dying in, in the yeah. game shops because they've been playing the game for too long and they forgot to eat. Yeah, there's uh, there's definite downsides to gaming if you let it become an addiction. Yeah. But I feel like that's literally anything. Yeah. And then there's also the, the reverse where people are studying and saying it helps out with, you know, your, your reaction times. It helps out with kids being able to pay attention to one thing, kids with ADHD and things like that. It helps them focus on one thing. I mean, there's there's good sides and there's bad sides to it. Yeah. I think it's blown out of proportion in the media and, and everything that people attribute to gaming. But it's it's always gotten a bad rap. Even when it was just it Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's always gotten a bad rap. But I uh, I still say I wish I would not have listened to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I mean I I didn't. I I still played games, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't to the extent that I could have taken it. I think. Yeah. But. I think that I agree with that because when I was in the Marines, all we did was we'd, we'd work, come home, and it was Modern Warfare at the time. Modern okay. Warfare one, two, and three. Right. Those were the games, and we got good. But that's what we did. We just drank beer after work and then and, and played games. Played games. Yeah. I uh, I lived with one of my friends who was in the Air Force for six months or so and. Seemed like he would he would go on he would go to work and he'd come back and we'd play World of Warcraft and that's all we did all all we had go and meet with his other uh, friends that were in the Air Force and bring our computers over and we'd sit there and have a little LAN party playing World of Warcraft. So, yeah, yeah. games uh, games have always been a big part of my life. We started with the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, those were the staples okay. when I was a kid. And high school. I was a nerd. Uh, ninth grade, there was a video game club. Halo was the game All right. at that time. I joined video game club. I wish I had video game club. <laughs> it was great. I for, bet. For us nerds. I yeah. mean, and I mean, we're talking back before nerds were cool. I was so going like, to say, how do you feel about it now that, you know, the nerds are the cool kids? And yeah. back when, when you were younger and I was younger, we were, we were the outcasts. Yeah, nobody I, wanted to be a nerd. Yeah, I wish I would have been able to go to school and talk about Red vs. Blue and their right? series, yeah. you know, and like Fortnite is now, yeah. which is great. I mean, kids, you know, people give Fortnite a bad name because it's they think it's highly addictive. You know, they, we go back yeah. to that. But I look at it as you have kids now that used to be back when we were kids made fun of because you were a nerd, you played video games, you you know. Now all the kids are playing it, and they can all. Exactly. Dances and you know. You've got um. I know, back when uh when Walking Dead came out, uh, Chandler Riggs, um, one of the actors on there, he uh he said something about his Twitch channel and he still plays Twitch and he's still streaming on Twitch and so you've got those people that are you know super famous and they're they're making money doing you know all this other stuff and mm -hmm. they're still big gamers. It's yeah. It's a lot more. It's a lot more mainstream, and then. To bring it back to my mom, you know, she she is all, you know, why do you play games? Why do you play games? And then uh, I got a game for her and it was it was like a adventure game, like a point and click. And it was like a CSI type, you know, crime game. And she played it for a little while and I went I went to visit her and I noticed she stopped playing and I, I asked her why and she's like, It was keeping me up at night. All I could think about was the game. All I wanted to do was play the game. I don't know how you guys do this. I was like, see, you know, it takes you out of there, gets you in this story. And she still plays her, her games, her casual games, you know, 
puzzles and things like that. And I think that's another big thing that people miss. People, you know, you say video games, people think of your Fortnite and your Call of Duty. Everybody's playing video games. Everybody has the little phone games that they're playing or, you know, Bejeweled and all these Clash of the Clans and whatever else is popular, like these little casual games. Everybody's playing them. That's the biggest market for games right now is, is those those small games. It, it's it's crazy how much it's shifted from when we were kids and you know oh yeah. you're a loser you play you play video <laughs> games and i was like oh yeah i play stuff all the time yeah yeah but, hey, you take that like that pokemon go when that came out oh that was, man everybody was playing it i'm not gonna lie i, I played that a lot <laughs> and uh that that was about a couple months before i went on my road trip with my roommate i saved most of this for for another time but we played pokemon go and he he wasn't into it at all and we started going on this road trip and you know it's like oh there's a pikachu here <laughs> and then he he saw it and he started playing too and we actually would we would go online and there are websites where it would show you where some of the rare pokemon would spawn and we would just travel hundreds of miles to find these rare pokemon because we're driving around the country <laughs> and you know it sounds super ridiculous but it gave us a reason to see different parts of the country and again it wasn't the reason we went on the trip but it added to the fun that we had there yeah. um you when we would that. see cities and stuff we would hey there's a pokey stop here and you know where there's usually stops and stuff it was a popular area it wasn't somewhere you're gonna go and you know get shot so we'd go check out different places and we actually we discovered a lot you know traveling the country just using that game and, and that was just kind of like a catalyst to get us going to different areas and doing different things so okay and that and sticking with that experiencing things um i i kind of that was always my argument too if you read a book it's just you in the book right where i've met people from ireland russia england australia scotland yeah. all over the united states canadians uh the brazilians yeah we've played exactly some of them i still play with still talk to I've known them for years and it's you you really can meet a lot of different people you can i think in definitely in high school and college some of my best friends were people i met online some of them i never got to meet in person and they are still some of my best friends that i've ever had because you you have to talk about things online mm -hmm. to you know form that relationship and there, there's there's less that you can be doing outside you can't just go out and have a beer and sit there and stare at each other and not do anything not say anything like you have to be conversing with those people online to, to build that relationship yeah. to form the trust in, in a game like world of warcraft where you're gonna have this person heal you so you don't die to do you know these giant things and um some of those people on my road trip i i actually stayed with one of the guys i played world of warcraft with for a while um he was up in canada and we spent uh, three or four days with him and he's a great guy he's great in the game and out of game he's a great person and you know you form some real relationships out of that okay. um, and just so when you guys listen to this not that i have anything against books i know i keep saying oh yeah <laughs> it's just you yourself i have nothing against books i just i like to use that as an example because a lot of people read and they well, why don't you read a book right well, yeah. what am i going to read about I, I have nothing against reading, but I usually like to read stuff where I'm going to be learning something. Like okay. I, have, I have books on like hacking and you know um, computer security. Those are the kind of books I like because I'm 
You're pulling information in from them yeah. as you're, yeah. I, I can see both sides. I mean, it, it's it's hard with, you know, a lot of books that are really popular get turned into movies. Mm-hmm. You know, you could watch a movie and spend two hours as opposed to spending 20 hours reading the book. But there's there's a lot of detail in the books. Um, I've, I've actually gotten into Audible a lot in the past okay. year, two years, um, just because I don't, I don't have the time that I used to have to sit down and read. It's not that I don't have the time. It's that I'd rather be playing video games. Um, I'd rather be doing something like that where I can converse with friends and, and play something as opposed to sitting there and, and reading my book. Um, but on my ride to work, I can listen to music or I can listen to part of a book. And sometimes it's really nice to just sit back and, and listen to a book. But I 100% get where you're coming from. Um, yeah. I feel like there's more going on when you're playing a game than there is when you're reading a book. Yeah, or you know, and the people that I've uh, played games with, I, I tend to get either bored very quickly, or if I don't like it, I don't like it, and I'm, yeah. not, I'm just not going to play it. Right. <laughs> and With that, I'm sure it's hard for you to start reading a book and uh, continue on if the first you know, three lines don't catch it right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's not like I don't have uh, you know I have a short attention span or ADHD or anything. It's just like if it doesn't interest me, I'm not gonna waste your time. Waste my time. Oh. I uh, I uh, this is more like a deeper level. I just feel that I don't have enough time anyway. Yeah. So I only want to do something if I want to do it. Right, that makes sense. I've uh, taken a page out of your book here and uh, recently started going through my Steam library. And uh, they have a, you can sort it now by games you've played, games you haven't played, different genres and things like that. And for anybody that knows me, my Steam library is ridiculous. I have like 1,100 games in there. And there's a lot of them I haven't played yet. When I open it, I see just this massive list. I'm like, what do I want to play? What, what interests me today? And I started going through the ones that I've never played before and give them an hour, give them 20 minutes an hour. And if it's not drawing me in, I've, I uninstalled like eight games the other day because I'm never going to play them. What's the point of having it there yeah. and me staring at it if I'm never going to play this? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I get wh- where you're coming from, especially with the, you know, we don't have all the time in the world, you know. Yeah. People say time flies and you don't realize it until you start getting a little bit older, but time flies. And I, I think that became bigger too as I got older. Like when I was a kid, I just had all the time in the world. I could just play a game and then, oh, that right. game kind of sucked, but there went a week. But now it's like, I have a full-time job, you know, yeah, I got you have responsibilities. responsibilities, and I have games that are like my staple. Right. I, I'll just go back and play that, because it's, I, I don't, I don't like getting frustrated with the game, like if I don't like it, if I'm bored, I'm, you're done, yeah. I'm done with it, I can't be bothered, <laughs> yeah. can't be asked. <laughs> See, I, I, I did that with uh, World of Warcraft for a long time, that's all I played, and I actually had the opposite effect on me. I'd be playing that and be like, well, I have all these other games. Why haven't I played them? I feel like I wasted all this money on these games that I've never played. So I, I tried to draw myself away from, like, that was my staple. People, A lot of people started playing again when they re-released Classic, and I had a bunch of friends ask me if I was going to play again, and my answer was no. I'm not playing that game again because I know my personality and I know that that would be all I'm playing, and that's not what I want to do. So, bringing up World of Warcraft Classic, I played for three days. Hey, there you go. It's better than your normal uh, 
23 seconds. <laughs> a minute into it, I'm done with this. But uh, I played WoW um, in itself with uh, my ex-girlfriend. And we played that for like a month. I had fun. It did kind of start to get kind of bored of that, though. It was right. just like the game. I was like, eh. Um, I like fast-paced shooters, you know. Right. Diablo, or just Diablo. I'm just mindlessly killing things for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> get better loot. Kill more things. <laughs> you know, just... I'll play the level 70 and be happy. I don't need to be Paragon yeah. 800 or whatever the heck now. But with Classic, I found myself, like, extremely bored. It's a lot slower paced. Yeah. So yeah. that's... When I played World of Warcraft, that's what I was playing was basically Classic. But I liked that more than the newer one because you had to form the relationships. We had to have a solid group of 15 to 20 people to play with, and we had to have set times, which worked out for people that had jobs and people that weren't addicted to the game like I was. You knew every Thursday night you were going to go and run something, so you had to be on at Thursday from this hour to this hour, mm -hmm. and it wasn't something that you had to be on all the time. Whereas WoW in its previous state, before Classic came out, was click on raid finder and go do whatever you want and you can just keep doing things over and over that i like that <laughs> I, I didn't like that i just it made me bored there i i felt like there was no skill involved in it there they took out a lot of the challenges that you'd have to do in the previous ones you had to have certain team builds to actually make it through things whereas there you could queue up and just plow through everything and kill it all and then you're done but as you're talking about Diablo and, you know, just mindlessly murdering things, I can see why <laughs> that would like, work yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cue up for another one. <laughs> Going um, again. But, I mean, I've played games like EVE Online, which okay. are jobs. When you get down, uh, that's actually one of the reasons I stopped playing it, is because it became too much like a job. And I was like, I can't. Yeah. I just can't. I, as much fun as I had, and with the wars, and I was with the goons form... And always at a war. Yeah. So you're always fighting stuff. Um, but it was just like, this is a job. Literally right. a job. Yeah, okay. All right, so that's going to do it for today. Um, you can check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, or Google. You can also shout us out on our Twitter at T2Podcast1 or on our um, WordPress, which is going to be t 2 podcast home.blog thanks for listening and we will see you next time he waved <laughs>